Hey dudes and dudettes, welcome to the Lepressed and Guest Podcast. My guest today is none other than my friend Diego Barrera. Diego, how did I do pronouncing that last name? Bro, you did way better than I ever would. Right, he's he's <laughs> being pretty kind. I'll Venmo you money later. Appreciate you helping yeah, me out. Yeah, I got you, bro. I got you. Yeah. How you doing today, buddy? Bro, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm doing all right. I'm starting to look a little bit more positive, looking more the positive direction when I wake up in the morning. So it's stuff. it's amazing how like shifting your outlook and your paradigm can just do wonders for you. When I was man, I before people met me at our our job, um, I basically was coming out of a depressive state, and I thought it was so cliche and corny how just choosing your attitude every day makes a big difference. And boy, I'm massive. Yeah. Any particular changes or anything you've noticed with it? Well, for one thing, I don't wake up with a pissy attitude. So that that's huge, right? Yeah. Because that kind of sets the tone for your day, you know? And for me, and I think this is a tough part for a lot of people, is especially when you get into adulthood, I think it's a little different when you're a child because you're predicated on adults making decisions for you often and helping you out. But when you're an adult, man, it, it sucks realizing that, oh, I'm in this situation because of me. No, oh, yeah. Because absolutely. of me. And it <laughs> fucking... my own doing. Yeah. yeah, it fucking sucks looking in the mirror and being like, well, I shoveled that shit into the hole. I've got to clean it out now. But you, you can do it. There, there, There is a way out. And I, I, that's one thing I've been wanting to tell you, man. I've been just so blown away by your attitude the last few weeks, man. It's It's been noticeable. And quite frankly, it's been infectious for me. Oh, that's really good to hear. Yeah, I'm man. really glad because I've... It, I'm definitely not going to sit here and say it's been easy because it's a hell of a struggle. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And when people have started asking me about my my change that I started making in my life, I explained to them, it's kind of like a tennis match with yourself. And eventually, until you do start to change that attitude, which I almost think is, a, is the first step that needs to happen and you have to accept accountability for everything in your life, it's like, man, at first... That person on the other side of you, your alter ego, whatever you want to call it, it's getting more points by you than you can count. But eventually, you get one across the net, and it gives you confidence, and you yeah, realize, like any... And the problem is, we all want that magic bullet, right? Want it to be easy. Yeah. You don't want to suffer. How how often is it easy, dude? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Never, ever. Yeah, but I'm glad to see you positive, and uh, how's my girl, Lamia? I, God, I miss her. She's absolutely good. She's still yeah. studying at UGA. She's finishing up her classes. We were talking the other day. She was like upset and she was actually a little bit, you know, down because she's not graduating exactly on four years. And it was like we were looking it up and statistically speaking, it seems like most of everybody who's pursuing a college education is not graduating in that four year time. Yeah. It's yeah. actually taking Closer to five years, if not five years. And I got a little chuckle just because she was at my graduation yeah. party. <laughs> we were delayed. Yeah, yeah. And you hear um people who go for their fifth year in college, they call it taking a victory lap. And victory I was like, lap, yeah. I, it took me 15 years start to finish. I was like, we we had to go into the garage and do some work <laughs> under the hood. We had to lift that bad boy up. And Love it. there there were some check maintenance lights on that I was just, now nah, we're just going to run her till she uh, about falls apart and... That Luckily, was a good. That was a good time, man. I'm cool. really glad. Yeah. That was the party to end all parties, man. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so just blessed that I have this group of friends and family that support me. I, I think it's weird. I think it's just, 
I, I think everyone's just high on pot news that they like oh me so much. God. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell's going on here? But no, well, you have that infectious, you know, you do wake up with that, try to wake up with that positive attitude, right? It just circles back around having that positive mind state. Yeah, and it's it's not really funny. It's funny because I'm starting to get on the other side of it. Yeah. But people at air, at our job, you know, they only know this side of me. And I was uh, talking to Jessica the other day and I was like, yeah, people only know this side of me and they don't realize that pretty much my 20s up until 30s, it was just depression. Yeah, it was just depression. And I didn't want to label it that there was still a stigma about it. And then finally, just um, I think about a year, year and a half ago, I finally acknowledged I needed to get some help and got into therapy and just started again, had to lift up that hood and get under it, you know? Yeah, taking it bite sized pieces. You know? Yeah. And oftentimes, people, politicians, systems, we want to put a Band-Aid over the infected wound, right? Oh, yeah. And just pretend like, oh, we put a cute little Band-Aid with butterflies on. It's like, no, you're you're going to have to get in there and do the work. And it's... That's definitely some stitches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be grotesque and it's going to be nasty. But if you put in the work, you can come out the other side of it. Absolutely. You know, and it's... I don't know about you, but the scariest thing for me, and I think it's still the scariest thing, is that there's no guarantee that it's going to be successful or the results are going to be there, you know? And mostly it's not. Yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. You're I, absolutely right. It's not. Yeah. I just, um, what's that definition of insanity? Trying uh, the same thing over and over and expecting multiple results? Yeah. Or is it expecting a different result? Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, that's where I was at. And I was just like, hey, man, how much longer are you going to keep getting into the same, you know, bad habits, bad lifestyle choices and expect that all of a sudden out of the blue, your life's going to be where you want it to be? <laughs> yeah. It's tough, man. It's tough. So I just encourage anyone, you know, don't don't put off that stuff because the, the, the bills, the bill's going to come due. The bill's going to come due. Absolutely. Yeah. Were you uh, were you out with a crew on uh, Friday night? No, I actually didn't make it out. I was really sad about that. Yeah. I think it was best that I didn't because my back was still messing with me. Same, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Killing me. So So I'm curious, and I found myself getting into trouble with this. How big of an issue is FOMO for you on nights like that, situations like that? Let me just re-clarify your FOMO. Fear fear of missing out. out. Okay, all right. I've heard of that terminology. I wouldn't say Uh, Yeah, the youth are uh, using it. They're they're slanging that term around on TalkTick and Facegram. Yeah, is that lit? Yeah, yeah. That's, (laughs) you know, obviously I'm swag overdosing over here. So, you know, you you get it. The streets chose it. You know, you know. But um, that that was a big issue for me was FOMO. Yeah, I would would say that didn't affect me too terribly much. Mainly because, you know, we do have a good tight-knit group there. Yeah. So even if you do miss out, you're definitely going to hear about it. Yeah. You just won't be there for it. Yeah. I just, um, whenever there was an opportunity, I always would just make up an excuse, lie to myself, and be like, oh, this may be the last opportunity. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can see where that Yeah. And then, then I'm putting off my schoolwork and my responsibilities and watching my friends graduate. To and not miss out. Yeah. Yeah. And at a certain point in time, you just have to understand there, there's going to be more opportunities. Yeah, I and, can see that for sure. And God forbid if it was like the last time, like we moved away, grew apart or something, like just appreciate the times you do have. Exactly. You know, I I just couldn't be present in the moment. I was always just chasing the next fun time, next fun time, not realizing that just being in the moment is good enough more often than not. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be bright lights and loud music. Yeah. So, uh, 
on on our way over here, I damn near thought you were a limousine driver with your tent, dude. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. So we'll touch on this very quickly, <laughs> just because I don't want any police out there listening. It's legal, as far as you know. <laughs> it's legal. So window tent. This is a big topic of discussion, but I'm, I want to shorten it down just a little bit. One of the biggest things that I did to my car that's quote unquote illegal, at least in the state of Georgia, yeah, is the front windshield. Mm-hmm. So I've seen a lot of complaints, and I have my own personal complaints about like you know when you're driving at night. And you see those bright headlights and you can't freaking see the road. I don't understand how that's not illegal. Yeah, right? That's not illegal. I want to keep my interior a little little cooler, but (laughs) this guy's allowed to just blind my retinas and we're we're good. Yeah, so that's why I sent, I full sent it with the the front windshield. And I did the ceramic tint too to help with, uh, you know, heat rejection. And I highly recommend that if you're out there listening and you want to tint your car, don't get the aesthetic. Fork over the extra hundred, two hundred dollars for the ceramic because it makes a world of a difference. That was one thing that I was just blown away, and I don't know a whole lot about cars, but when you told me that the window tint, especially when you add that, get that upgraded one, it keeps the interior more cool. And for us living down in Georgia, (laughs) (laughs) oh my god, it's so funny just seeing people come out from like Yuma or Texas or Arizona or somewhere where it's hot, and they experience the humidity. They're like, this is this is something different. This is wrong. This is. <laughs> it's like eighty over here, it and they're says, dying. It says, yeah, it and says ninety-five like on the <laughs> on the dash. <laughs> I just left Arizona, where it was twenty degrees hotter, and it feels thirty degrees cooler out there. Oh my god! Because of humidity. Yeah. We, yeah, we don't play around in the south with the humidity. No. Oh, get in that god. car, and then the steering wheel is all hot, and then you touch the seatbelt buckle on your skin and that burns you yeah it's good times oh at my summer camp i used to work at we had we would get some pretty humid summers not like georgia but it would get pretty close because there was also um, excuse me a good amount of rain that would occur Mm -hmm. and the cabins didn't have air conditioning in it and it's just you're waking up with your sheets sticking to you that is so good yes i I know exactly what you're talking about. oh it was awful i had like two or three fans just pointed at me and then it would i mean it was great when it was happening but on nights that my girlfriend was able to come join me my girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. and we're just sharing a twin bed yeah it's not it's not it it's yeah not the move <laughs> yeah like before sleep time i loved it because she's tall and i love tall girls and then i would just bitch just and moan. putting that out there yeah i, I, I just also <laughs> single <out>. um <laughs> but really i am um anyway <laughs> but i would I love tall girls so much because I love long legs and I would always, I thought she was incredibly beautiful, still is. And I would always complain when we would share a bed together. I was like, oh I can't God. stand it. She's like, I thought you loved me because I was tall. I was like, I did until I realized there's two giraffes trying to fit in this damn twin size <laughs> bed together. Mattress, yeah. Just freaking out. Oh my God. My buddy Joe's knocking on the door. He's like, Hey Nick, you're, um, you're yelling about the bed size again. I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to sleep. Oh my God! No, shout out to Joe Wolf for being a good co-counselor for me. <laughs> yeah. I was at a, I had the luxury of going to Camp Rainy Mountain as a kid. Where's that at? It's in Rabin County. Oh, yeah. uh, my friends live up in um, the Dillard uh, Rabin area. Yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful area up there. Yeah, is that uh, near Lake Burton? Uh, it's closer to. 
I, you know what? I'm not even going to say it comfortably because I don't really know. A sh- but I know I've been to that lake yeah. and I can't remember if it was 30 minute drive or 15 minute drive. It's pretty close. I am horrible with geography yeah. to the point where I signed up in college to take a geography course. And I found out day one, I did not know what geography actually was. The teacher oh starts, God. the professor starts talking about migration and immigration and the distinguishing factors between those. And I'm lost. Just my eyes are shook. And I was like, okay, I'm waiting for the joke to stop so we can start talking about cardinal directions and GPS navigation, you know, just being our own Magellans. And so 10 more minutes go by. I was like, this poor professor is confused. She doesn't know what subject she's teaching. Let me go ahead and ask her, enlighten enlighten her a little bit. I was like, hey, excuse me, professor. She's like, yes, sir. I was like, I signed up for geography because I have a trouble. I have trouble getting around Atlanta. And my understanding was (laughs) this would help me out. No. <laughs> and she just hits me with a southern, oh, bless, bless your, your heart. heart. Oh, man. <laughs> Which, for those of you who don't know what that means, that means you are dumb as hell. Yeah, and, that's pretty rough. But you're so sweet about how you, you know, portray it. And I was just, everybody started laughing. I was like, yeah, that was definitely a joke. And I looked to the kid next to me, and he's just like stone-faced shaking his head. Nice. And I was like, brother, I could not have been more serious when I asked that question. And he shook his head. He's like, I know. I'm here for the same reason you are, man. And um, just uh, struggled my way to a B. And she she lied to me. The irony was our final was an exam of maps. And we had to identify a bunch of countries, cities, states, rivers. I was like, well, you made li- me look like a jackass. Class one, what happened? Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. And all circles back. Yeah. So what are you upgrading your car anymore? What are you doing? Uh, anything next? You're going to look into a new car because you're, you're a pretty big car enthusiast, aren't you? I enjoy cars. I, I wouldn't say that I'm the best in the world, but I definitely like to do my own tinkering on the vehicles. I'm not as good as like a tuner would be, or, or yeah. somebody who's taking apart their transmission for fun. I'm definitely not on that level God. at all, but brakes, simple stuff I can, I can manage. But as far as my style, as far as cars go, um, I like keeping it simple, but elegant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, because you, is it a civic accord? It is an accord, but just the way you've got the trim, the interior yeah. and everything, it's again, a simple, simple car, but the modifications you've done on it, it looks slick, man. It just looks a slick. simple, like I only did like a one inch lowering spring kit mm-hmm. on there. So that way it wouldn't affect the performance of it being a daily driver, because at the end of the day, it is a daily driver. Yeah. Right. So you want to take care of your daily driver because that's going to take care of you. Yeah. So I just did a little bit of that, some good wheels, good tires, and then I really just try to keep it super, super simple. Yeah. You know, nothing crazy. Yeah, I learned that the hard way because I did. I knew nothing about cars growing up and just didn't realize you had to change your oil out. Just simple stuff like that. <laughs> found out the hard way, and yeah. then last two cars I've had, I've been fortunate enough to buy new, and it's nice because you just get a clean yeah. slate, fresh start, and. I just, I don't know enough about cars to maybe go the used route. And I've got great resources, but the problem is the amount of time and research yeah, you would need to put I in it. That. And then it's like, oh, maybe I start off with asking Diego questions, but then I go to Robbie, then I go to Chip, and it's then like, I've got three different opinions. Yeah. And you Each know. car is almost a personality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least car companies. Yeah. Absolutely. But I will say that it, the older car that you get, like the, the more old, I don't even know how you'd say that. The older of a car that you get, yeah, you don't even have to worry about oil changes. You can just keep adding oil because it leaks so much. Yeah, yeah, it won't work out. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. I had absolutely. a little pickup truck that did that. 
and uh, it took good care of me. I never really had to worry about anything but the brakes and the oil. Oh, one of my favorite cars was my 93 Nissan Sentra. It was just <laughs> hoopty. That's perfect. I mean, if I wanted music, I bought that old school, like, plug-in aux with the cassette tape plug-in. Oh, yeah. That's how, yeah. That's how gangster it was. My dad had that. Yeah. Oh, man. And I bought it from some people literally right down the road for 500 bucks, and it lasts me, like, seven years. So I got more than my money's worth out of it. But I would always leave it unlocked, and my mom would get onto me. She's like, you know, somebody's going to steal that one day. I was like, good, because I've calculated what I'm going to get paid on insurance, and it's <laughs> it's going to be a come up. It's going to be a come up. So I love that. Like, if it wasn't insurance fraud, I would just write steal me on it, you know. But you'll have to ask Dustin if he ever comes back on here. You're going to have to ask him about that Honda. Yeah, that Honda that he had. Yep. My God, I think it was an '86. Mm-hmm. Dude, that thing rode like a Cadillac. I don't know, five-speed manual, wonderful car. He had that thing for as long as I knew him, up yeah. until he got that in his, uh, RSX. So that's one thing I hope to learn one day, is I never learned how to drive stick. Oh, I could teach you. Yeah, I would love to. I could teach you. <laughs> I, 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 I want to. I wanted to, but at the time of my life, I was offered to. We were probably early 20s, so we were living in Atlanta, oh, probably yeah. down the road from where the new office is going to be. Mm. And all of my friends drove stick, and they had stick shift cars, and I realized if I learned then I was going to be eligible to be DD for a night when we went out. That was your hesitation? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Had plenty of opportunities. Still do. Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to get past, you know, the party stage. That's fair enough. And yeah. Have you really gotten past the party stage? Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> yeah? Big time. Yeah. It took me a while to get my first hangover. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Probably mid to late 20s. You know, Mexicans don't really get hangovers, so I don't really know what you're talking about, but I, I know what you're talking yep, about. Yep, And for those... <laughs> I can feel what you're talking about. Since this about. is audio only, he is Mexican. Oh my... Even though I don't sound like it. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah. that little accent going on there. Thank God I introduced your last name. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Get, get, get these white people off of here. They're oh just talking... God. Just cultural appropriation, whatever it is. Man, so. that is really... That's good, though. Yeah. That's really good. That's healthy. Mentally healthy, yeah. at least. You so you really don't, you really don't get hangovers, man. I've had one hangover and that was that I remember distinctly, and it was because I had like really, really like fruity drinks. I was trying out all these stuff, just yeah, because sugar, yeah, sugar, yeah, and that's really, as far as I can tell, anytime that I drink, I stick with whatever I'm drinking. If I'm having whiskey that night, I'll stick stick with whiskey. Same thing with rum. I don't really mess with vodka that much, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I might get a hangover with that. Uh, tequila also I have no issue with, but yeah. beer, I never really drink beer, which is probably yeah. another big factor in it. I don't yeah. like beer. So is that, um, and tell me, but do a lot of, you know, people who grow up in the Mexican Latina culture, do they drink a lot of tequila or straight liquor, liquor drinks? And do you think maybe that's why they don't get hung over so much? Do you think they're just built differently? I don't know if I, if I have the liberty to say, because I'm only half. Ah. So I can I don't I don't think I can speak for everybody yeah. because you know being half at least growing up yeah. the Mexicans don't want you and yeah. the white people don't want you so you're kind of just in your own little bubble and you have to figure things out for yourself. People are so fickle, man. Yeah, it kind of sucked, but you know I found another couple people that were also half breeds and we kind of just mingled throughout you know our whole high school career and we still text every now yeah. and then, but it's kind of weird how that works when yeah. you're growing up. Yeah, when you don't belong. It's yeah, like, and it's it just kids are dumb, and you know they they don't know what they don't know, and you're just trying to play the 
the hierarchy, you're figuring out, you know, social status and all of that. So yeah, it was like bouncing around from social group to social group. I never really had, uh, I guess, yeah. loyalty or commitment to one yeah. group per se. Yeah, I never understood why you would not want to get along with people. Eh, I don't know. It's high school, man. Yeah, it's it, like it's definitely in high bit. school. Yeah. But even in high school, I really, it's kind of the same way I am at work now. I just got along with everyone. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I definitely see that every yeah. day. Yeah, so that's everybody what... knows you, and everybody knows when you're not there. Oh uh, yeah, it's overwhelming. <laughs> I'm doing too much. I was talking to Kelly, and I was like, I need you to teach me how to start being a jerk. She's oh like, my I, God. I could never see that. I need to stop getting invited places and stop doing things. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start throwing shade at people. Yeah. Yeah. Just, okay. I think right. I'm gonna st- start trying to be a meanie head. Well, well good luck with that. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna now, work. Out I was real telling well. her though. I, I am pretty happy-go-lucky, friendly jovial personality but if you're doing anything to my friends or family i'll go the exact opposite way yeah. and you'll still get that energy it's just coming from a different side different side yeah so uh so you doing any uh mods or upgrades to the to the honda i probably won't only because pretty it's much a, it's a four-cylinder and i really don't think it's wise to invest that much money into a four-cylinder mainly because the six cylinders are more sought after why is that? I'm again. I don't really know what the difference between four and six cylinder really would be. Really, just horsepower and the style of motor. So six cylinder would have more. It's going to give you more horsepower, yeah. and it's also going to be a little bit better on a return on investment because a bigger engine costs a little bit more, has nicer trim packages, and so on and so forth. You can get a base model, I'm sure, but most people generally get the more trim package. So the is four cylinder that I have. It's nice. It's a six-speed manual. I have no issues with it, and I really want to keep it that way. I really need this car to last me a little bit longer because the next car I get, I want to try to get something a little bit, not necessarily nicer, but just with a little more power, and generally you have to pay for that power. Do you think you're still going to be in the Honda market, or what do you... um... I might stay in the JDM market. I don't know if I'm going to stick with Honda, though. Okay. What's JDM? JDM is Japan Japan domestic market. So really what I'm going to try to look for is a right-hand drive manual vehicle. <laughs> no, I'm not even sure what those... Just link those words together. I'm not even sure that was a real sentence. Right-hand... Right-hand drive. So basically, uh, mail trucks. You see it on Jeeps and stuff. Yeah. And uh, even the little postal carriers yeah. where they're sitting on the other side. A, J- a JDM vehicle, Jap- Japan domestic market, that is like... You know, because they drive on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, yeah. So everything's switched. Yeah. So, like, the gearbox, instead of it being... And let's say you're shifting with the right hand, you're shifting with the left. It's really fun. So, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and so, not to be dumb, but no. that's... You're allowed to drive on... The the driver's side can be on the where our normal passenger side is. Correct. And that's and street that's legal what, and everything? Yeah. There's hmm. no different than a mail carry. The biggest thing that you have to worry about is, um, like, customs. Whenever you're getting it over here, I mean, we'll yeah. make sure all the paperwork looks right and everything. Uh, but there's luckily there's a couple of Facebook groups out there that has you know uh, import. I can't remember uh, Freedom Import something JDM Market yeah. on Facebook is a really good place to go, and they have fair prices and they they take care of all the taxes and they break down the cost of why they priced it so much and it's a pretty fair price. Most of them they can either get stock cars or they can get custom cars and. I might stick with a stock car. I'm not sure yet. So have you had the opportunity to drive on the no, right side? I have not. Or what we would call incorrectly? 
<laughs> no, I have not had the opportunity to. Hey, if I'm they wanted to call it. it correctly, they should have won the war. Oh, they should have won the war. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm going to stay out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> this is my subject. This is my That's subject. That's all your subject right here. I like their cars, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm fascinated by their culture. Um, I actually picked up... Um, joke around one of the good things about the summer camp i worked at is we had a lot of international staff and the two years i was in cabin every year i had an english co-counselor and it's just so funny just hearing them trying to get the kids ready in the morning and just the different terminology they use yeah like, come on boys let's get up it's a little cold out so you're gonna want to put a jumper on uh get your trainers and jumper oh wow yeah uh, it's like easy macaulay they think we're going to the gym right now and then I, I just started picking up on it. And I was just like, all right, boys, let's go. It's a little cool this morning. You got to get your jumper on. Like, what the hell was that? What wow. the hell was Being that? around it stuck with you. And then McCullough just got stupid, incredibly handsome grin on his face. <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. So what would your dream car be? Oh, wow. Um, that's a heavy one. Yeah. Because you got to think about all the different options, right? You got yeah. a beautiful truck out there. That I yeah. wouldn't complain about. Yeah. Oh, it's it's great, yeah. you know. And I I would think, you know, maybe not a regular F one fifty, but a a fucking Raptor. Would be. <laughs> <laughs> I missed a body, body catcher, slot a gang oh, soul wow. snatcher. Ain't no regular F one fifty. This a fucking Raptor. Yes, sir. Absolutely. That would be that would be nice. I honestly, I I've, I've never had any experience with Ford. I don't know. Yeah. I, I like their cars. I like. I think, do, like you said, personality. Everyone has a personality. It really does. And to ask somebody their dream car, I mean, you got to think of the application, too. Because yes. Because you want to you have fun when you're driving it. Yes. You want it to be useful. Yeah. And you just might need something chill. So I, I narrowed it down to three cars. All right. Go ahead. I, and this might be too much. Go ahead. But uh, you're the obviously, guest. I'm going to have to go with a GMC Sierra. Okay. You know? You could pull out that Mexican side of me, have that mm -hmm. nice truck, the yep. Denali edition, you know. Okay. Beautiful truck. Silver. Has to be silver. <laughs> just, that's your color? Has to be, at least for the truck. It just looks perfect like that. Most cars I have, black is my preferred color. But yeah. I'll I'll tell you the caveat, and it ties into my dream vehicle. But so Oh, you, good. Yeah. Because so, I'm curious to know yours yeah, as well. Yeah, I'll share. So, GMC Sierra, you said. Mm-hmm. And this is also assuming that you have the money to do the mods upgrades you want to. Exactly. But no. these cars are good enough as is, which is why I don't, like, I, I would love to do that. But the thing is, like, customize them. Yeah. But the thing is, I want to be able to learn how to tune them and do everything myself. Yeah. And that's just such an art. And I have mad respect for people who can do that. Oh, but the, my, my level yeah. right now is I'm not there. The people there. at our work. That yeah, just... they're freaking on a whole nother level for me. Like... Yeah, yeah, it's it's wild. They're like, oh, I did this home repair project. I built a fence this weekend. I had to reroute my uh, HVAC system and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, it's you like... should see this fresh light plate <laughs> I put on my light switch. It's, oh my it's dope. It took an hour and a half. I just couldn't figure out the difference between Phillips head and Flathead. But we, we, we got her. We got we, it together. We got her done. <laughs> we got her done. The house broke down. I rewired it long. <laughs> Oh, man. That's nah. rough. No, nah, we're still here. <laughs> All right. So, GMC Sierra. GMC Sierra. There's a Porsche GT2 that I really enjoy, and I cannot remember the year of. Yeah. But I have a plan to test drive it on one of the things in Atlanta. They do, like, a little free, or not a free, mm -hmm. but, like, you pay to get the experience to drive it. 
I'm definitely going to go do that because that would be a really cool dream car to have. But it's a sports car, so it would not really be useful in the application, mm-hmm. which is why I have the truck, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'd definitely go for that Porsche because the, the handling on it, the specs are amazing. If you go look it up, it, I mean, any GT2 is just going to be amazing. Yeah. Right. And they say once you drive a Porsche, what are you going? What else are you going to drive? So yeah. <laughs> people people said the same thing about the truck, and I was, that's so dumb. That's and immediately <laughs> you got a body roll on that one. <laughs> immediately as soon as I sat in it and drove it around, and I think I got it on a Wednesday or Thursday, and that Friday or Saturday, I helped my buddy move his old couch down to the dump mm-hmm. and just saw how useful it was. I was like, I understand why people say this now. Yeah. I totally get that. It's, it's definitely not a bad truck. I do like your truck. Yeah, and for me, um, aesthetics-wise, looks-wise, the Tundras are the most beautiful. You're talking about the new ones? Yeah. The one yeah. the chip got? Yeah, really, oh once they started God. getting past... When did they really start to bulk up? Was that after 08, 09? Yeah, it was just after 08. Yeah, and it was just it like, was just, we're a full-size <laughs> we're truck gonna now. We're going to be here for a long time, Yeah, <laughs> those 08 model Tundras and younger, they weren't too much bigger, if any, than Tacomas right now. You know? Yeah. I mean, I like the little Tacomas. I mean, they had a classic truck, medium-sized truck. The reason I wouldn't get a Toyota Tundra, most likely, is because I'm very realistic with myself a lot of times and Mm self-aware. It's too much truck for your boy. It's too much truck. You think so? Yeah. If if the Colorado didn't have a rear-view camera, I wouldn't own a truck right now. If we weren't in the technology phase where we had rear-view cameras, I wouldn't own a truck. You really think so? Oh, you should have seen the parking job I did on the F-250 at work today. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. All it right. was horrendous. All right. I was in half reserved, half handicapped. I can appreciate that. Yeah. I can appreciate that. Yeah. And so I never wanted to be, I always hated seeing those people driving Suburbans around that had to do 19 point parking jobs every time they parked or got out. Bless their heart. Bless just, their they heart. They just got it, man. Totally. <laughs> Shout out to my geography teacher. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I never wanted to be that. Never wanted to be that way. So I think mid-sized trucks. And also, I, I never wanted to. I, I don't see myself lugging around a whole bunch of stuff. Like I said, I'm not super handy or resourceful and can do a lot of these weekend do-it-yourself projects that these guys with trucks probably need to have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely um, need a truck. I probably That's realistically speaking. That's probably the next vehicle I'm going to get. But the thing is, I do want a nicer truck just so I can have, you know, the, the fancy seat warmers and the steering, the heated steering. Yeah. You, yep. know, you know, I got to be a little luxurious. With yep. It. Mine's a work truck. And so that's where I go back and forth between my dream car. I think it would have to be either probably a Toyota Tacoma or a Jeep Wrangler. Oh, wow. That's a difference. Yeah. That's a big difference. But I lean towards the Tacoma strictly for the bed yeah. because I think... If you get the right ones, you get them modded out to your specifications, get a four-wheel drive. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel a Tacoma would be able to... Are Jeeps a little better for off-roading, would you think, than a Tacoma? That's a difficult bargain because yeah. any vehicle can go off-road depending yeah. on how confident you are. Yeah. You know, and it really boils down to the driver on that one. Yeah. I'm sure there are technical specs that'll say, oh, well, this has more flex here mm-hmm. and you can actually get over this rock better with this vehicle. I'm sure those things exist, but that really just boils down to your ability to make confident decisions when you're yeah. off-roading. So I went about a month ago, I went up to Windrock, Tennessee, yeah. and that's got an off-roading campsite 
and it was pretty awesome, but it was real technical. It wasn't just, let's see who has the biggest mods and the most cash and just run over these mud piles. (laughs) It was some real technical driving. And my buddy Atchel did such a great job. He was, and this might be third on my list for vehicles that I would want. He had a forerunner. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, those are nice. I can't even argue with that. Yeah, and he's a real car enthusiast and he knows a lot about it. So mad respect. Yep. We went um we went out probably about four or five cars went out and we carpooled Did some they people. All make then. it back out? Yeah, yeah. Every, <laughs> good. every everything was fine. Good. And then the next week my buddy sends me a video of uh somebody I thought it was his Jeep. They've got the same color as the orange Jeeps in our parking lot. Yeah. Ninety degrees. They 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 took it the wrong way, but somehow they were able to winch it out and up and I think Somehow the fluids didn't get tossed around too much. That's incredible. Yeah. That is incredible. So, yeah, I think I'd want, um, as I'm starting to get into more outdoor hobbies, I'd want a truck or Jeep just for, and that's why I go truck, because I'd also be able to load my stuff up into it. I mean, this information is worth what you pay for it. Yeah. I'm just going to say, I, I think, personally, I would lean towards the Tacoma. Yeah. Just because I know how reliable the Toyota is. Yeah. And I've only use the jeep and it broke down on me yeah. while i was using it yeah so i i don't know that's just my personal experience but you're not paying for that so keep that in mind yeah and a grain of salt i've heard that jeeps are I'm trying to think the best way to like how i was told it can be real tricky trying to find some of the parts to replace i've heard it's like such a niche market yeah niche 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 yeah niche oh no now you're making Nephew me doubt niche myself. Okay. Um, either way. I believe that. Either way. I believe that people will know what you're talking about. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. We'll see. But yeah, I've heard it's, they yeah, have like... a tight market. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Very but, specific. Price. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd go Tacoma. Really deck it out. Mm. The problem is... We've got three sitting at work right now if you want to look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves those. Just somehow finagle my keys for Chris Robbie's keys. <laughs> Between those and Teslas yeah. out there, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you think we're going to get um an electronic uh charger at the new building? Definitely. I think I so. I mean, because like two of the owners have Teslas. And yeah, if, a bunch of other people. Yeah. I think the world's just naturally Going getting there direction. from what I, I didn't watch the super bowl from what i understood every other advertisement was about hey we're doing an electric truck <laughs> we're doing, check it out guys it's here you can plug it in <laughs> it's here i think the the draw to that with most americans or i mean most citizens really just in general the draw to that is not wasting time in a gas pump yeah and i think that's the biggest thing is more of a convenience thing oh yeah well i mean right now um it, it stinks paying for you know yeah. the gas right now but it's getting a little bit better i think you know I have, i'm hope yeah I'm absolutely and honestly um it puts it in perspective i mean we've got we we work with some people whose families and them are from ukraine so it's just yeah it's kind of hard you know it's kind of hard for me to bitch about four dollars a gallon <laughs> when you know they have none <laughs> yeah and people are going through real problems out there not to say you know, the worst thing that happened to you is the worst thing that happened to you, you know, yeah. so I don't want to minimize anyone's problems. Everybody's but walk is different. I guess my way of looking at it is I'm, I'm fortunate that $4 per gallon is kind of at the top of my bitch and moan list right now. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And, it, and that I, goes back to the I was just going to say, yeah. and oh, this is, 
A1 podcasting, ladies and oh gentlemen. God. That was perfect. <laughs> it was A1 podcasting. And we still got some time to go, man. But my buddy told me that my co-counselor, Joe, who was one of my last co-counselors at camp, he would always say when we were walking to um our morning meeting, energy attracts energy. And I never really put much attention to it. And then I started reading part of my journey to get to a more mentally healthy state of mind was I pretty much only consumed books that were about personal growth and leadership. Yeah. And I was just obsessed with those books and just becoming a better person. And a lot of those books I read, they pretty much say the same thing. It's just each author's take on it. Oh man. Yeah. And they started talking about, yeah, that energy you put out in the universe, it's, it's going to come back. The, the law of attraction. Yeah. You know? No, I got a little quiet there because I did some self-reflection as soon as you said that. Because I realized, like, every book that I ever get ever in that yeah. direction of self-help or self-motivation, I get about a quarter of the way through it. I'm like, wow, this is really good. Set it down and never read it again for, like, two or three years. Dude, I, that, that's, that was my whole life. I would start something and not finish it, man. Yeah. And finally, I had to tell myself with a degree... It's like, dude, you got to do it. You like, gotta do you got to finish just to prove to yourself that you can start and finish something. I don't care how ugly the GPA looks. As long as you get that degree, like that's what matters. And I just got my um graduation stuff upstairs when I was getting my charger and uh, signed up to walk at graduation in about two months. Nice. So, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for you. Yeah, man. It's just uh, it's been overwhelming. And I. Uh, just so so thankful that the company supported me the way they did, man. It was. I'm very glad that that happened the way that it did. Yeah, man. It was uh, overwhelming. Um, got my um, and then the C suites got me that Yeti cooler, and uh, <laughs> I have yet to break it out, man. Because oh, I'm 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 truthfully I'm waiting for all four of them to be in the office, and then I think I kind of got a good idea of what some of their favorite drinks are, mm-hmm. and um, I want to fill it up with ice and leave it right outside for their Monday meeting and let them be the first ones to drink out of it. That's really kind. Yeah. Have you even said anything about that to them? Um, or do they have an idea? I think when they saw – so two of them were given a tour around the building, so they couldn't be there, mm-hmm. and it was so funny. I was so oblivious. Um. It's when he's getting his office redone and getting a new table in. Sure. And so we had just dropped off the Christmas presents at the um, hotel that we were staying at. And so Nicole's like, hey, they want to see you in Big Dog's office. I was like, oh, wow, this is this is intimidating. Let's see what happens. <laughs> right at Christmas. <laughs> and then it's just him and Dan looking at me. And they were like, hey, we forgot um, a present to go to the christmas party we need you to take it there and we're not even really that concerned if it happens to make it there or not so what had happened was they had heard whenever we would move the presents or look at them i i wanted the yeti coolers yeah that's what i wanted and so somehow word got to them that i wanted the yeti cooler and so i go into big dog's office and there's a yeti tundra 45 and they're like yeah we're not even that concerned about if it gets to the the holiday party or not. And I looked at them so weird. I was like, I just dropped off the presents. I know how to get it there. It's no problem at all. I can take it tomorrow. And he just drops his head and shakes his head. He's like, how about you open up the, the cooler real quick. And I open up the cooler and there's a card that says Nick in it. And now I'm looking even more confused. You're and like, I was like, what? I'm one. I'm, <laughs> I love I'm, this. I'm, 
I'm one of five Nicks in the office. And then they just like shake their head. They're like, this is your graduation present, man. And <laughs> that's so funny. Allie just looked at me and he's like, I am so proud of you for all the work you've done and just how well you take care of us. You always have a good attitude. And I just broke down crying. And I told him the story about how in April I was just staring at my computer screen for 30 minutes when I woke up one morning. And for reference, I'm literally five months from graduation. Mm-hmm. And I just, I I felt I had nothing left in the tank. I stared at my computer screen for 30 minutes, put off doing schoolwork. And I was like, I don't think I have anything left. And it's very important for me that you you understand what your why is, what your why is in life. And a lot of times we operate from the outside in, meaning we figure out what we want to do, how we want to do it. I think it's important that you start with why you want to do it. And so I had to redefine what my why was in that moment to carry me through the next few months. And so I wrote down, I think it was nine or 10 items. And um, it was, um, it became my area bucket list. I hope um, stuff I hope to accomplish before I, I leave the company. And um, number number one at the top was make Nick and Casey proud. And I told him I put that up there because that's never going to be a constant. I, I could make them proud one day, but then the next day I'm going to have to go back and earn it. So I knew I put it up there on purpose because I was never going to be able to fully achieve it. I had to go earn it every day. That's really interesting how you put that on there. Yeah. So it's number one at the top of my list because I'll never be able to achieve it because every day I've got to wake up and pay that rent. That is really interesting. Cause I know that I just, I just find that really interesting, at least with your personality type, because it seems like when most people create a list, they like being able to get that hit of dopamine, dopamine by checking yeah. that off. Yeah. Right. And you're checking off the list, but you leave those two up there is what you're saying to me. Right. Yeah, they're the very top because I know if I achieved it today, I'm going to have to go back and earn it tomorrow. That's I can't just wild. rest on my laurels. Yeah. I um, I don't think they'll ever really truly understand what they've done for me. And that's why I bring it every day. Yeah. That's That's why I'm able to be a custodian and just have such a great attitude because I was I was on a pretty crappy course. Before I found AI, you know, found found the company. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, dude. And um, they look after me. Um, yeah, very fortunate. Very fortunate. Yeah, that makes me so happy to hear. Yeah, dude. It's um, it's lucky, and now it looks like there's a chance I could be very well set up for some time to come. Absolutely. So, and I mean, you know, I had a crappy uh. You know, family situation growing up. Dad walked out on us pretty early. So just getting to work for the leadership that we do and just get to see them, man, it's 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 hard for Heavy. me. To, yeah, it's hard for me to complain. You know, it's hard for me to complain. It's it's not always sunshine and roses, but a lot of it is, and that's like we were talking about. It's because I choose that attitude every day. My principal used to always say when she ended morning announcements, and it's one of those you don't understand it until. 10 (laughs) years down the road make it a great day or not the choice is yours it's like dr galante you wild girl like stop it you 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 you, you just saying cliches now and then 
like, oh, dang, she's actually spitting bars. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I see why you got that doctorate. I see why you got that doctorate now. Shout out to Dr. Galante, the best principal I've ever had. She was so awesome. That's really awesome. So, yeah, and then the fact that we um get to work with, um you know, a lot of great veterans. Yeah. It just, for you to go in and not give 100%, and I get some people have bad days. I, I oh, get that. Sure. I get that. You know, I tell people all the time, even Superman takes off his cape, you know. But if you're going to keep consistently doing it and giving subpar effort, and I know what it looks like because I gave it for 10 years to, to myself which trickled down to me giving that to my friends and family, which it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. What do you mean by that? Um, I just wasn't putting forth my best effort. You know, when we talk about starting, um, starting something and not finishing it, this podcast was a great example of it, dude. That episode, or the, <clears throat> excuse me, Jeppisode I recorded with Dustin. <laughs> yeah. Almost a year ago to the date I recorded it, man. And, um, wow. Je- yeah, just through like therapy and everything, I'm figuring out that I've always had this just incredible fear of not being loved, of not being loved. And I thought, we're getting heavy now. Yeah. Okay. I, and then right, I thought, yeah. And then I thought if I did get someone to love me, it would be bleeding. It would leave. Cause my mindset was, I was very self-aware, maybe to a detriment when I was younger. Almost like, like a stoic approach. Yeah. I was like, if my dad walked out on me and that's literally one of two people that's almost required to love you <laughs> and he doesn't even do it. Out, I right? thought I had no shot at getting anyone to love me. I thought I had no shot. So I would do a lot of self-sabotaging stuff because it was just easier for me to be, have an excuse built in. Self-imploding. Yeah. And so I just wouldn't start anything. And the podcast with Dustin, um, I recorded it and then I just, started manifesting all these fears about, Oh, what if it's not good? What if people don't like it? I, I expected perfection out of myself and it's never going to happen. It's never going to be, it's never going to happen. And then eventually I recalibrated my mind, my approach. And I also wanted to start the podcast for materialistic reasons, but now it's just, I want to have good conversation and the experience. And I'm not so worried about, being the best anymore i'm more concerned about being the best version i can be that's what matters absolutely you know that is that's heavy yeah I that mean, is heavy boy <laughs> you got the energy in the room yeah right now yeah i mean one of my best girlfriends when i was down in a rut and i was talking to her i was like melissa i'm not using social media the right way i see all my friends and family and people traveling going on these and you see the highlight reels anyways sure but I found myself getting mad because my friends and family were going on vacations and traveling and almost rooting for them to fail. And then just finally took a step back and I was like, Hey, Hey, dirtbag, you're, you're mad. You're mad at yourself that you put yourself in that situation. Like, and then finally, I think around 30 years old, just looked in the mirror one day. I was like, all right, you're overweight. Check. You're living at home. Check. You're single. Check. Which I, that's neither here nor there, but I, it was just a way for me to get down it's with myself. Yeah. And self imploding. Yeah. And I'm I learning about looked that myself. At, yeah. <laughs> I looked in the mirror and I was like, you're 30 years old. How much longer are you going to keep using the excuse that your dad walked out on you? And that was a heavy question. To, I didn't really have an answer for that. Yeah. 
And I, I think I did, and I knew that it was about 10 years too late already. Well, I kind of like that you said that. You know, you had that thought, hey, I'm 30. How long am I going to go? I listened to this guy, Gary Vee, and I'm sure yeah. you know him. Yeah. He said this one thing that really stuck in my head because I always feel like I'm behind, right? I always feel like I need to be having a nice house. I need to, I feel like I'm behind. I'm 24 years old. Yeah. But I feel like I'm behind. I yep. feel like I'm supposed to have everything set up already. Yeah. But he said something that was amazing to me. And he's like, it doesn't matter if you're 24 years old and you wait and you wait till you're like freaking 28, 29, 30. You still have the rest of your life to continue going. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't matter if you waste all of those years. Yep. And so you still have your life to continue moving forward. Yep. And so I'm talking to my good girlfriend and she's like, you want to, can I tell you something I heard a long time ago that really helped me? And I was like, absolutely. She said, and my nickname is Bobo. She's like, Bobo, <laughs> comparison is the biggest thief of joy. It's, it's literally that simple. And so it, like you said, it's hard. It takes a daunting amount of work to, go from depression to a good mindset yeah and you've got to keep playing that game of tennis you got to keep playing that game of tennis oh, against absolutely. yourself yeah once and you then cross that line it gets almost harder <laughs> and then eventually you start picking up some sets here and there mm -hmm. and then eventually you're going to win the you're damn go, match yeah. you're going to win the damn match but you got to stay on top of it and then i changed my mindset of oh i'm mad that my friends are going on these nice tropical vacation snowboarding trips okay they're human why can't you do it and that was another question I didn't have an answer for because I knew I could. I knew I can. Wow. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, man. It's tough. And so I, I, I know what it's like to come from darkness. And that's why I want to be so positive. It's I feel like I've almost got to hold the line and hopefully inspire people. Just one. That's all I'm trying to do is just inspire one. Man, and you definitely do that. I... I want to say my walk was kind of, I, I think it was different in that way. I didn't really focus on other people. I didn't really have that, that side sure. of, you know, the Instagram, Facebook, everybody's living a great life. Why is my life so yeah. bad? I was just worried trying to make it to lunch. You know, from the moment I wake up, make it to lunch. Mm -hmm. From the moment of lunch, make it to the end of the day. And not even the end of the actual day, end of the work day. Yeah. Because most of my jobs have been day shift. Yeah. And if not, they, I got off at like eight or nine at night, you know, nothing crazy. So I would just try to make it to that hour. Yep. And then from there, dinner and from dinner to bed, because I'd have to just shut my brain off and only focus on that section of time. Yep. And it, oh my God, it oh. was hell. Yep. But when... I never noticed anybody, which mm. was kind of weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, I was kind of in that same place when i was living in south carolina yeah and it's crazy because i thought i just set myself up to exactly where i wanted to be i was food and beverage manager of our golf course and our golf course was right on charleston harbor dude i remember you telling me about this i yeah. had the ocean um I, I was dating a great girl at the time but it was log nist and so that was taking its time and i i was just not emotionally ready to be in a relationship i wanted to be in a relationship because i was afraid of being alone for sure. Yeah. But I, I wasn't doing the work on myself. The fear and, of um, abandonment. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, just finally, um, we mutually broke up, but I, I think I needed to initiate it because I think she would have held on way longer and she would have gone down with that Titanic. So yeah. 
you know, I was talking to God, I hate that. Yeah, I was talking to Jess about that other um on Thursday and she's like, Oh, what's she doing now? I was like, She's um she's engaged right now. Wow. You know, and Wow. Yeah, dude, I just honestly I'm glad for her, man. Like yeah. she deserves to be happy. Absolutely. Like, everyone deserves to find their person. And it sucks. It sucks wanting the best for someone and then coming to acceptance that you're not the best for them. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a, a that's a different perspective for sure. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. But again, I think I do think you've gotten to see my true side at work. And that's not my character to wish for any negativity towards anyone no unless you work for comcast you can go oh my god <laughs> you can kick right off you can <laughs> kick right off that caveat aside that's everything else everything. yeah that's not in my nature that's not my blood man I, I genuinely want the best for people and so i have to keep reminding myself that i want people to succeed what good does it do me if people start failing right you know yeah we're supposed to be a pack yeah. We're supposed to be together. We're supposed to, you know, help each other. Yeah. It makes, it takes a whole village to raise a person. And. And we forget that. Yeah. We want to be on our own. We want to do our own thing. We want to. Yeah, absolutely. So, well. But that's a whole different topic for a whole nother day. Probably just after coffee as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, um. yeah, I'm glad I started trying to get these demons conquered man and it's been very cool watch i'm not saying you're going through anything like that but it's very cool to watch your um your perspective and your attitude change man i've definitely i've genuinely seen you with more pep in the step around the office man man i appreciate that because it is hell yeah i mean some people t say that it takes external uh factors to to make that difference but really it's biting down the bullet and saying hey you know, this is really what I want to do. Yeah. Sure, some external factors can help motivate you, but really yeah. it's an internal decision. Yeah. And it's one that you really have to kill yourself to work for every single day because every single day is different. Yeah. And we're not promised tomorrow, which yeah. is the other beautiful, beautiful thing in that. Exactly. You know, when a farmer plants a seed, they have to work so hard and so long to get a harvest. And all it takes is one bad storm and it's all gone. that work, you know. But you know what you got to do? You got to keep getting after. You got to keep going, man. And That's one thing to take away from this podcast is that. Just keep going, please. And if you feel like you can't keep going, just someone, anyone, just get get in, get in contact with me. Because I, I know what it's like to not want to keep going. Just literally going through the motions, man. Absolutely. Yeah, it was just... I used to hate it when my dad was like, you got to think positive. You got to think positive. I used to, man, what a ploy this is. Yeah. But like, I'm really starting to have to actually think positive. <laughs> like, energy attracts energy. Yes, and The law of attraction. Does. And I, I kind of sum it up like this. If I'm walking by you on the street and I've maybe got a frown or neutral face on, there's a good chance you might see that and kind of reciprocate that. the same thing back. Maybe not a frown. But if I'm walking by you and I've got like a smile and I kind of give you the, hey, what's up? How's it going? You know, the nod without saying anything. Yeah. You have to be a pretty big jerk to not at least, even if you fake it's a smile a back. Nod, yeah. yeah. Even if you fake a smile back, you know, you got to be a pretty big jerk. But even then, now I'm just, 
if that situation ever does happen, now that's where I've got to reshift my focus again. And I just empathize with that person and be like, man, I just hope everything's going on. Okay. You know? Yeah. Cause it, again, for somebody to smile at you, wave. And if you know, you acknowledge it and you don't do anything back, ah, that stinks. That stinks. Some people. Yeah. I mean, some people are generally negative. Yeah. I've met, I've met just two people in my life that I I remember being really negative. Yeah. And I was just like, and it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. And I think for me, it's easier to see that having come from that mm-hmm. point of view and that perspective. And I just want to shake them and be help like, them. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't. Hey, let me tell you something. The water, but you can't make them drink. You remind me so much of myself when I was younger. Yeah. And that's not a good thing. Here's why. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it, the accountability sucks. It sucks knowing that you have to own up for everything and you accept responsibility, responsibility for where you're at in life. But when you do, eventually, if you stick with it, it goes from sucking to empowering. And you're like, I got myself into this situation. I'm going to get myself right back out of this bitch. Yeah. So, honestly. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you can believe it, but we're we're treading right around that uh that hour mark, man. That's wild. Yeah. I told you it's not too bad, is it? No, it's not. I am. I'm definitely I'm going to admit my fear here and say that I'm nervous to hear how I even sound on a freaking podcast yeah so like i'm uh i'm curious to see how this goes yeah well you, you know you can't sound too much worse than the dipshit sitting across from you so you oh know God. we'll be uh we'll be all right please you sound yeah. like you're a radio host yeah hey thank you for calling in <laughs> wk 5 all right hello caller get off the air you hack all right i, I will but you, you have my direct number mom you can just call oh me oh my god you, you can text me okay you don't have Bless to her. come on my show and just Nah, she's uh, she loves me. She's very supportive of me. So it's yeah, awesome. But I told you, one thing I like to do, I don't really have any bits or segments, but one thing I like to do is leave the listeners with a quote. Mm-hmm. And I try and tailor that quote to the guests that's on. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I've read this great, great, wait, Daffy Duck over here. I've read this great quote on a friend's LinkedIn page. And his tagline was, Die with memories, not dreams. Huh. I'm wondering where you read that. I'm wondering where I read that. Wow. I'm wondering where I read that. And to everyone out there who may be listening, all five of you, I really, I really, it could be six now. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Blowing up exponentially. Don't wait. Go chase after what you want and just know that it's going to be daunting, grueling work. You're going to have to climb mountains before you start climbing the mountain you thought you should be on. But it's worth it. Die with memories, not dreams. Diego, thank you so much for being a guest on Jeppisode number two. Yes, sir.